Welcome to Saturday Horror Movie Reviews. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Mausoleum. In today's Saturday Horror Movie Review, I am joined with my best friend, Melinda. And uh, say hi, Melinda. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about The Invitation, which just came out. Uh, Thursday. I listened to this last Friday or last Thursday night. Friday. Last Friday. The 26th is when it came out. Um, and yeah, so um, anyone who is listening um, or participating that's not familiar with the format, this is how the format goes. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I'm going to read a short synopsis. I'm going to go through all the ratings online that I that show up with my Google search. Um, we are going to give our star rating out of 10. Uh, we're going to talk a few seconds, probably not very long on this one, because there's a lot to jump into with the spoiler side of things. Um, but we'll do a few minutes of no spoilers where we just ba basically talk about our general thoughts on the film, um, likes, dislikes, but nothing to, you know, giving. And then I'll say, hey, we're going to do spoilers. And then we'll jump into uh, basically attempt to stay in chrono chronological order. But those of you who listen know how great I am at staying on task. And uh, then we talk about the movie and things that we like and we don't like and what we would change and all those kinds of things. So, right. The Invitation. Okay. Yeah, Invitation came out. 2022. Of 2022. Oh, yeah, there's another Invitation movie. That's there true. Um, where there's another horror Invitation movie that is called The, the that Invitation. Is absolutely nothing like this one. No. Um, okay, so this is, uh, yeah, so this came out on the 26th last Friday. Um. I love this like really short synopsis on IMDb. A young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. I almost couldn't get through a foot. <laughs> That's a stupid synopsis. I'll give a better one in a That's second. That's the synopsis? That's the synopsis on IMDb. I think because they're so scared of like spoilers maybe. Mm, so yeah. Um, this is, uh, this has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% on Fandango and a 68%, um, from Google. Uh, so the synopsis I'm going to give is the beginning of the movie, which is about this girl who's, uh, she lost her mother a few months prior to our present day timeline. Um, her father passed away when she was very young and she doesn't have any family left and she's not doing so great. She's not super well off. You know, she's. Just um, making it. Yeah. Like she, she just is kind of this, like, like not really like, Oh, what is it? Like, doesn't have like a, um, like a path per se. And so um, she go, one of the things that she does to make money is she caters. She does catering and she gets a swag bag from one of the catering events. And inside it has this like thing of, it's like 23 and me kind of thing where you put your DNA in it, you send it off, you get your ancestors. She finds out she has an ancestor. She meets said ancestor who invites her very randomly to uh, this, this beautiful estate to which she, she like stumbles over the word mansion, this giant ass house for um for a wedding event that's um you know just something and any you know it's that's kind of the general synopsis when she gets there um she does uh, there's some romantic stuff that happens and and then she starts to notice piece by piece that there's some things that are kind of weird um and starts having some odd experiences and um yeah that's um a better synopsis i think i agree at least maybe one that's more likely to make someone go see the movie. I feel like. Yes, that's a garbage synopsis. Like, maybe that's why there's not very good reviews online right now. Yeah, so one of my, um, actually the person I'm doing a live with for his channel later, um, Ryan, he does movie reviews. Um, he doesn't just do horror movies. He does, like, all kinds of movies. But he um, he was not a fan of this one. Was he not? <laughs> No, I don't think it's a guy movie. I'm be honest. You know what? I yes, I would agree. It's not necessarily a man flick. Yeah, no, I, it's just not really a guy. It's not really a guy. No. Um. But yeah. So anyway, so what is your uh, what's your star rating for the invitation? Um. So I'm gonna give it a thinking about it more after sure. our initial oh. conversation that night. Yeah, thinking, that we saw it. Thinking about it a little bit more, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go seven. Okay. Okay. Um, I am also giving it a seven. Um, and I think I'm gonna preface that with this: 
when you're talking about horror movies, there are tiers of horror movies, right? So this would not make, for example, a seven on my dark, heavy, you know, like super gory, super involved, psychological. Yeah. Like it wouldn't make a seven on that kind of list. So we're talking thrillers. Yeah. Thriller. It's it's definitely not like super psychological. And um, it has some more in it than I thought was going to be in it. (laughs) We'll get into that in a minute. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's definitely more, it's it's a thriller. It should be put out there as a horror thriller. Yeah. Not, you know, not a scary movie. Per se. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think some of, I think some of people's expectations can be blamed on marketing. Cause I do think people went into this thinking it was going to be this like really crazy horror movie. And it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not very, you know, um, it doesn't did, have a lot of layers. Huh? I said, if they did, I don't know exactly what they were watching. Not not the same things that I saw. Yeah. And I saw when the preview came out, like the day it came out, I sent it to you. And I'm like, I want to see this. And you're like, you do? I said, yes. I didn't know anything about it. Well, when we got there. Okay. So when we got there, we went to see it sad, this past last Saturday night. And so we went to go see it. And I went into it having not seen a trailer. And you had seen the trailer, or one of them at least. And so you had some ideas already. I thought it was a slasher. (laughs) I went into it expecting a slasher. And so there's like, when the scary stuff starts happening, you know, Melinda, I've mentioned before on the channel, like is not a big, like, like she'll watch some of that stuff, but usually in the day and I have to tell her what's going to happen. Like there's certain things that you'll watch and certain things you won't. So when the scary stuff started happening and you started fidgeting, I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) But you know what? I did not fully cl- like cover my face. I no, you did good. Happened, but you know, no, you did. You did good. But I, I was like, I felt bad. I like leaned over and I was like, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. And you were like, me either. <laughs> it's okay. So just, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So unspoiled thoughts. Some things you liked. If there's something you want to talk about that you didn't like, just unspoiled. Um. I liked the storyline. I mean, I think in every movie that you ever watch, you want more, right? It's not like you're reading a book where you get every single detail and it's beautiful all the time. Um, So, of course, I would like a little bit more in different parts of it. But overall, I liked the storyline. And the end of it, I actually didn't expect. So, and I'm sure, and I am familiar with the idea that we'll talk the source about material. Yes, I'm familiar with the source material, but I didn't quite see that happening until later. Until like it was happening, honestly. But <laughs> until that's me as a until it was a foot. <laughs> huh? I said until, until it was, it was a, a foot. foot. <laughs> right. A foot. Um yeah. I would like for the fire to have been more real. Whenever there was fire in a scene. But that's yeah. it. Um, aside from that, I thought it was very well done. And yeah. watching, so I watched the or the debut trailer, like from the studio. It's like we invite you to watch the invitation. Oh, and so yeah. I watched that one. I watched the, like the official trailer and I'm like, yes, I would like to go see this. Were you thinking? No, never mind. You weren't thinking slasher. You had some other ideas already. I already said that. Sorry. Anyway, good. Yep. I was not thinking slasher. <laughs> some other things I wasn't thinking too. But <laughs> um, but I think overall, I actually think the movie definitely met my expectations from watching the okay. preview. Okay. So anybody who says it does not meet their expectations from watching the preview, I would like to know what preview they watched. Comment down below. Is that a thing you do on podcasts? I'm so used to YouTube. No, they can they can bitch on my Twitter though if they want. Go to her, go to the voices Twitter and let us know what wrong trailer did you watch? Yeah. Yeah. I um yeah, I think so. For me, like I really liked it. This, this I don't so what I will say from a storyline perspective, I don't think it's anything original. I don't think it has a lot of depth. It's not something you're gonna be thinking about days. 
after the fact, right? I think there is I mean, a specific something. element that I thought about for a couple of days after. But I think that otherwise, like you're not you're not going to go home and like dissect this film, right? No. And if you're if you have not seen it yet and you're listening to this, don't go into it expecting that. Go into it thinking you're just going to watch a fun movie. Like because I think that a lot of people, especially horror fans, we get stuck in this place where like this is this is what we think we're going into. And when we're not given what we think we're going into, we get really upset and disappointed, which isn't the film's necessarily the film's fault. Sometimes it is, but not always. And I think I didn't. I So Rick from Horror Fiend TV goes into everything blind. He doesn't read reviews, synopsis, 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 synopsis. <laughs> Um, or, um, or trailers. Like he doesn't watch trailers. And I was like, I'm going to do the Rick thing. And I'm going to, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it gave me more turns because I didn't know anything about the movie because I, I seriously, because we go like, typically like we went and saw scream together. Like I've, I just assumed because you were amped to see it, that it was more slasher esque than it was anything else. And I didn't have any reason to think it was anything else. And so I, I'm not, I, I did after we left and we, like, I thought about it for a little bit after the fact I did, I did the, I did come to the realization that I think that this movie is a movie about tropes. So without saying what the thing is that it is, it's very, um, it's tropey, but it's, I think it's intentional. So, you know, the very like the romance that just comes out of nowhere and doesn't actually make any logical sense at all. That's very tropey of the type of film that this is this like, you know, and, and I'll dive. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to the spoiler. So when I look at it that way, it actually made me like it more because I like movies that do things like that. It's not as like we'll, we'll say <laughs> elevated as scream, but it's 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 similar in the sense that it like knew what it was and it didn't really take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, the acting was fine. I didn't have any problems with that. The gore oh, was good. The acting. Um, and the little moments about, you know, the first half of the movie before we have any idea what's going on. Um, when this, there are those like scary things. I did feel very misled, like on purpose. Like I felt like, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is, what is it, this? Yes. Like, that's what made me question. I'm like, no, I know what kind of movie this is. And then when that happened, I was like, what the fuck? It's not. Am I wrong? <laughs> like, I was like, pregnancy test positive that this was type of movie it was. <laughs> I questioned it until most of the, the reveal. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Cause, because you do watch almost the entire movie before you get the reveal. The reveal yeah. is the last like 15 minutes of the movie, maybe 20 minutes, which is fine, by the way. No, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't a complaint. Yeah. No, I liked it. I do think that there are going to be a lot of people that are not going to like this film because they're going to be expecting something more. And it's not more, it's not heavy. It's not something it's not, you know, and, and, as, and I know I said this when we talked about it after the fact, when we saw it, this isn't going to make like my top 10 for the year, but it was good for what it was. And I enjoyed it. I would see it again and I would recommend people to watch it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I was apparently Mike, if Mike is my husband, if you don't know that and you've heard <laughs> You guys know who Mike is, I think. Most of you. Um, so um, he wants to go see it too. And no. I, it would be fine for him to see it. Some of the movies like in that genre would not be okay. Yeah. He doesn't do. Well, I don't know if that's a spoiler. Just gore. We'll just say gore. Gore. It's, it's not a big umbrella, but well, you, I, so yeah. this was, by the way, this was a PG 13 rating. It was. Yes. Yeah. It was not very gory. So I think he would be fine. I don't Yeah. Just because, you know, movie theater tickets are expensive. We, we may wait to watch it with him uh, when it comes out to a streaming service that we pay for. But yeah. we'll see. Like, I would absolutely go see it again. though. Yeah, I would too. I think if Mike can sit through the mangling that happens in the Beast movie... I'm sure he could handle this. This was nothing compared to that. Yeah, no. So, I, so yeah, so we we both really liked it. We had a good time. We would see it again, and we do recommend you seeing it. Um, this is going to be, we're going to go into some spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie yet and you intend to see it, go watch it and then come back and listen yeah. to the rest of our chat about it because we have plenty of things to say. Um, so, yeah, so without further further afoot, <laughs> I, can't, I hate that description. I think so. we're a peak now. 
what the fuck? That's a, I, I, sometimes I read these things on IMDb and I'm like, what do you have to do to write synopsises on, on IMDb? Like, I'm going to be honest. That's why I just looked up the Wikipedia one. <laughs> the Wikipedia one is the one that said it was a, a supernatural thriller. Okay. But you have to scroll further down the Wikipedia link. Oh, it just gave me the little blip at the top of the, yeah. Um, don't do that. They can't see you doing that. <laughs> I was doing that for you. Oh, <laughs> sometimes I say things or I make a point to look at the camera. And I'm like, that doesn't matter, Angel. <laughs> they can't no. see it. Um, no. But I'm showing her something that you don't get to see. Well, oh, you can't see it. It's just like a big white screen. Is it a memory? I'm just going to say Oh, yeah, you can send it to me on Telegram. So, okay, so so jumping into spoilers. So I'm going to go through before she gets to the house kind of quickly because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But it's essentially, um, we meet Evie and her bestie. I love her best friend. Her best friend That's is hysterical. Oh my she God. reminds me a lot of, um, of the best friend from Get Out. I haven't seen that one, but I'll believe you. Don't shake your head at me. Um. Anyway, she's very funny. So they're at this. Um. Oh, I'm lying to you. That's not the first thing. So the first thing that happens is we're in this really creepy, beautifully creepy. Oh, um, yes. man. How fuck did I forget me. that? So, that <laughs> yeah. So we're in this mansion. It's very dark. And um, there is a. um. A butler that is going down into um, this room and he's calling out to this woman and she's in this room. Was there was like it was like empty, wasn't it? There was just like the drapes blowing. Like I don't think there was anything in it. It's very random. I have a thought about that room that we'll get to later, but it is very random that it's empty. I don't know why it's empty. I don't know why it's empty either. It's like an extra room and she's just like hanging out in there. And she's she's like, you know, we're worried about you. You're not eating. We're worried. And she's like, but they also have her locked in oh that's right she's so it makes me think that she's going mad yes and then yep. They yep and then she's like uh she tells him she says i can't do this anymore and then she attacks him enough to get him out of the way which was the first jump scare yay and um that got my ass i was pissed i was like you gotta be kidding me because I'm thinking slasher. I'm not thinking there's going to be jump scares. So like, not that there's not jump scares and slashers, but come on, man. The setup is wrong. So anyway, so she goes and she um, she's moving around the house. All these little bells are going off. There's mass panic. Everyone's trying to find her. She gets piano wire, wraps it, um, grabs a, what is it called? A statue bust. A bust. And, um, and wraps it around, wraps the piano wire around her neck, ties it to the banister of the stairs, and jumps. And then you see her feet dangling. And the statue bust is just called a bust. Shatters. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to New York, present time. Yes. And our <laughs> Evie and her be- her bestie <clears throat> are at um, this catering event for this DNA company. Yes. And she's walking around doing her thing in her penguin suit. And, um, they're counting money that, you know, they go through a couple clips of that. Not a whole lot there. She says, I stole a swag bag. And she like gives it to Evie. Evie takes it home in her apartment. That's um, kind of cramped intentionally. So I think, um, and um, after they're kind of treated poorly by their mean ass boss, like I, I, I hated that guy. I was like, I don't like that. Like he was like, do you know how many girls would be grateful? And I'm like, you can be grateful for a job and still make fun of it. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so they go, um, they go their separate ways. She goes home. This is where we get the taste of what's going on with her background. So there's some pottery moments or ceramics, I'm sorry, ceramics. Um, and we, she plays back a phone call from her mom from a year ago, wishing her happy birthday and telling her how much she loves her and she's proud of her. And then it shows the picture of her in the hospital bed. We're like piecing all these little backstories. I will say my thoughts on this scene, this segment, I do think that that was a clever kind of creative way to get all of that background in very quickly. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Because one of the things that they talked about was, um, because like you see, like she's got past due bills in her refrigerator and you can tell that she's a very creative artistic person and she has all these pictures of her family and it's just her two parents and her. And then she mentions that too. 
that it's right. it's just them and her right. yeah and later she talks about when they died she's on her own right she just has her best friend yeah but it was a very good way and the reason but like all of that in in like only a couple of minutes that leads you into the rest of the movie because of those moments and yeah. her loneliness that's why she decided to do the DNA test that was in the bag and mail yes. it off. Yeah. So then she sends off the DNA test. And when she gets the results back, she has a cousin. Um, his name's Oliver, which for those of you who don't know, is the same name as my son, which always makes me laugh. Because all I, I'm just going to say this. We're already in spoilers, so this doesn't ruin anything. Olivers are always bad characters. Like every time I see an Oliver in like a game or like a movie. He's always like the bad guy. Anyway. So. The only Oliver I really think about is the Green Arrow. Oliver Queen. Oh, Oliver Queen. Yeah. I don't really and the little boy in Oliver Twist. He's so cute. That's different. Oh, and the little orange cat. Okay. So clearly not all Olivers. Okay. No, but percentage wise, <laughs> substantially higher than like joseph's i don't know whatever other name i don't know <laughs> um yeah so she meets um so this this cousin like reaches out very eager to meet her oh she's mixed by the way oh yeah she's mixed yes she's um she's she's mixed yeah that's important so um and her cousin is white white and so white, white. he's clear white yeah he looks like me <laughs> um yes so which is funny because she's like, I got a cousin. And she says, that's the, and her best friend says, that's the whitest that's the whitest white. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It is. But funny. she's right. And he's British. And he's British. And so he's like very eager to meet her. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be in New York. Like, let's meet. And she goes and she meets him. And he's very over the top. Like, definitely don't go over to another country with this person. <laughs> But he's also very forthcoming and he tells her how excited the rest of the family is to meet her. And that's overwhelming because she's like, the rest? Yeah. He well, says, I couldn't not tell them. Yeah. He takes, he's taking all of it from what she's giving information wise, which is that she doesn't have anybody. So he plays on it, reaches across the table, touches her hand, tells her, you don't have to be alone. You do have family and they would love to meet you. And you're, you know, a big deal and all of these things. And he's picking up on her cues. He's paying well, attention. Yeah. And the ancestry test, the thing that they get back, it shows the family tree and that her parents are deceased. And, and that's where, it on her side. Yeah. yeah. Up to where they're related. And then you find, is it in that part that you find out about scandal or is that? Yeah. Like he says, you're part, he's like, you're quite, I can't, I'm not doing accents, but no. he's like, you know, you're quite the scandal. Yeah. Yes, because her great grandmother, you do know that that's the same great grandmother, right? Yeah. Okay. The great grandmother um, had had an affair and her, she had a son, and yes. somebody took the son and raised him elsewhere. Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she ends up going over to um and he tells her there's i forget the the bride and groom's name cecily is the mm. celia or something cc is the bride and i can't remember who they say the groom is but anyway so we so we get on we get on site um and, and also her mother has always wanted to take her to england oh to meet her family that's right her family yeah so it's all so, playing into these emotions yeah. she's also very young <clears throat> i feel like this wouldn't have worked on someone in their 40s just an observation, not a judgment. Probably not. I don't know. Wouldn't worked on me. I would have been like, you want to take me where? You acting too happy. You going to kill I me mean, on the plane or been, after we get there? It would have had to have been the person we're going to talk about in a minute to get convinced me. Yes, that I would have said. Not in you. Yes. Not, not. Like, so, um, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I don't even need to go get my bags. I'm good in just this. <laughs> good, let's go. So, um, yeah, so she gets there and like, we get this weird introduction to other people that we're going to start seeing a lot of, which is the, um, the head butler and some of the staff that is there to cater the wedding. Um, and we notice when the women that are the, the, ser the waitresses, that they're not waitresses. They're like, they're, they're servants. They're servants. Yeah. They, they get, get off, it is what it is. They are, they, they are servants. Yeah, they get what off of this the van mm -hmm. with no windows. 
they get off the van and they have numbers on their attire, on the collar of their um, uniform and then on their little, that little apron thing. Mm -hmm. um, they just have numbers. And so they're getting ready to unload. And Evie is like looking at the majesty that is this like beautiful house and the yard and like everything. And so um, the garden. And so they, um, she bumps into the girl carrying the champagne flutes and they, a bunch of them break. The head butler comes up and he's a total dick and she totally calls him out on it. She's like, uh, you don't have to be an asshole. It was my fault. Like, you know, and in the same time that they're arguing. You meet, um, the, you meet the man of the house. The, the Lord. Lord. <laughs> the Lord of the house. Right. Walt, Walter. But you can and call him when, Walter comes on camera, like when you see him for the first time, Melinda and I both like have this reaction. We have the same reaction that Evie has on camera. That's right, we do. We're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, he's yeah, he's, he's <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And it's funny because I kept thinking, I'm like, why does he look so familiar? And then after the fact... You figured it out. You looked it up. And you were like, he's Harry. From the Descendants. Yes. So, uh, spoiler on top of the spoiler, right? He, it's, um, I can't remember his real name. I guess I could tell you. It's on the phone right here. How did he plays um, Harry Hook in The Descendants? Thomas yes. Doherty. Yes. That's the one, Thomas Doherty. He's when Doherty. I saw him in, um, uh, in Descendants as Harry. I remember looking up his age because I thought he was attractive in that too. And I thought they were all like teenagers and I felt like a creepy man. And I was like, let me go look and see how old he is. And I realized he was in his 20s. So it was safe to like think he was. Yes. Same, same. We did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's, so he, <laughs> he's in it. He's in that. Anyway, so he comes on camera and the world stops for several moments and he's super charming and wonderful and his little white button-up shirt isn't buttoned all the way and there's like all these like super cheesy fairy tale things happening in this this interaction um and right away as if on cue he is clearly already invested mm -hmm. um and she's a she's a little invested too <laughs> <She's>, <clears throat> so we did mention that she is a single young woman with eyes that work, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so she, so she gets, um, they, you know, she, she meets a few more people. She goes to her room. The room is extravagant, you know. Whatever. We get that that interesting shot where it shows the bus that's missing, bust that's missing, and um, because I was thinking this was much further ahead, but it's not. It just like the scene that the movie opened with. It just happened. Like just happened. Yes, because when she gets into her room, there's um she has her own maid. We're gonna call her maid. Um, she's the head head maid or whatever. Yes, but but she's there for her and only her. She takes care of whatever she needs. She packs her clothes, puts it all away. Yeah. Um, and it shows this beautiful room, and then it pans to this gorgeous portrait. Yeah, and she asks, "Who's that?" And they say that she tells her that it's the recently deceased. Uh, former lady of the house. Former lady of the house, yeah. <clears throat> and she does mention, she's like, she looks delighted to be here because she has a very kind of melancholy look on her face. Even though she, she's beautiful. And this house is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah, and then you see this moment of sadness like across the maid's uh, face. Yes. Um. Yeah, so then later that day into into the night... Mm -hmm. Um, we get, um, and this is when I start getting kind of jumbled. I think this is when we get the first shot of two. Hold on. One of them goes into the library. They get sent one of the, um, the maids. That's like the next big thing that happens. One of the maids gets sent into the library, which was, um, she was told is completely off limits because they are doing construction. Mm -hmm. And when number one is sent in there to do some cleaning, we learned that's not true. Um, and she gets yeah. attacked. And this, well, yeah. And so the reason that she, Evie is up, by the way, she just can't sleep because like there's noises and stuff. There's, there's weird bars on the windows and the maid tells her, tells her that there are these vicious birds outside that attack. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. One does hit the window eventually. Um, yeah. Well, there, just, there's got to be an obligatory, like, a bird hit the window. Right. Moment. Right. Um, but she can't sleep. So she goes to get, she has a glass of water in her hand. And there's some other creepy stuff that happens. Because she stops there and they're down in the foyer. Um, oh, yeah. There's that figure that shows up, comes up behind her. <gasps> yeah. That was the first. That's when Angel was like. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm so no. was like this. I was worried because I, I couldn't tell you when scares were coming. I'd never seen it. I, I was know. like, fuck, where? And then, yeah. And I so, wasn't expecting that. And then, yeah. So the main, the lead, the head butler, whatever the fuck, has got them in a line. And he sends number one into the library to clean. And she's got headphones in and she's cleaning in the dark mostly. Um, she likes these candles. They get blown out. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is super tropey. Super mm -hmm. tropey. She tries to light them again. And then she sees the figure on the ceiling. But yeah, it reaches down. <laughs> it reaches down. Mm -hmm. She gets got. Yep. And then it's the next morning. Yep. And the next morning she, oh, and I'm sorry, uh, Walt comes and apologizes for the head butler's behavior earlier in the day. Oh, yes, he did make an appearance. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, he took the time to apologize. Like. He was a he was a decent human being. Oh my god! <laughs> Basically, she gets hung up on that. She mentions it in two other scenes that he apologized, and I'm like, we gotta stop putting these men on pedestals. He should have apologized. His butler was a bag of dicks. <sighs> Hold on, I'm following. We don't have to go step for step. Just keep that in mind because we want to hit like the big stuff. Yeah, she woke up from a nightmare. Oh, that's right, she had a nightmare. She had a nightmare of um, the other person's name was Emmeline. Emmeline, her great grandmother. She yeah. had a nightmare of her killing herself. That's right. Yes. Carry on. Yeah. It was important. I forgot. So the next morning, she goes down and meets the other family. They make this big ta-da of like her being there. They make light of the fact she's the only female. Like, he's like, thank God, another female. He's like, there are so many men in this family. Like, the Alexander family is the family in which we were talking about. Um, because while they're there, there are three main families. Um, and the Alexanders is her family tree. And so, you know. Um, and so she gets to meet them. And they make this really big deal about her. And it makes her feel really good, really loved, really welcomed, really wanted, um, which is, which is, a, which is important, um, as far as, you know, storyline and her being there to begin with. Um, and then I think I'm trying to think what the next big thing is. The next thing after that, um, she kind of goes around with the, the house a little bit. She meets other people. Um, she, uh, oh, she meets, uh, Victoria and I think that's later, isn't it? Oh, that's she that goes, night. At the, yeah, she goes back to her room. Yep. And she finds a beautiful dress hanging on the on the post of the bed with a letter from Walt um, to wear it that like it was for her to wear that evening. Mm -hmm. Because that evening was the rehearsal dinner. Yes, okay. for the wedding. Yep, for the wedding. We still haven't met the bride and groom yet. They're supposed yeah. to make their appearance, I think, the next day. Right. So then they um they go into the rehearsal. She goes to the rehearsal dinner. And it's one of those things like, because they're proper, right? They announce each person that comes in. Yeah. And so then they, but it's the order. <laughs> anyway, so they announce her. And she's like, oh, that's that's a lot. And then she goes in and people are like. Oh. And yeah. then she goes around, gets champagne. And then the bridesmaids are announced, which is Victoria and is it Emily. No. Lucy. 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 End up with a Y. You meet the bridesmaids <laughs> finally. Um, yeah. And she meets them, and Lucy's so nice, and Victoria's not. Yeah, Victoria's kind of a bitch. She's kind of stuck up. Yeah. Um, and very obviously controls Lucy, even in this early scenes. And they're they're drastically different in appearance and height, which I think is also worth yes, mentioning. Victoria is tall and stately. And Lucy looks like she's straight out of, like, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, a little blonde bob. Like, she's very cute and small. Very cute. Um, and we also have the scene where number two and I forget what the other one, the other number is. They go into the 
basement slash cellar, the wine cellar to get a specific bottle of wine. And as the head butler is sending these people off, it's obvious he's doing it intentionally, right? So he sends them off. He's eating something. Yeah. And at this point, we're like, okay, demons. Hard, like hard demons is what I was thinking. Based off of like the pieces that we've seen, like they're in cloaks. They've got weird hands. Oh my gosh, the creepy. Okay, so that's what I don't like. Aside, I don't. It's the things that come out of you in the dark. So I don't do it in the dark. And like when you have the creepy. I mean, me either. I know, but it's like it's the creepy, like dead hands, long. Yeah. That's what you see. Yeah. And the cloaks and so it leads you to believe that they both got God. Yes. But the one, the one main number two. Sure, I don't remember. Delia, Delia. I think Delia is the one that they is not got got because the one they break her neck you see that there's a dark thing hanging behind it and then it like her neck goes to the it's side. pretty obscured you don't really see yeah which is good because i mean if if yeah. too much had been seen we obviously it would have been ruined but anyway right right and then the other one is just grabbed and disappears taken aback yes a foot back we're sticking with the theme of the o words yeah um then- only physically aback <laughs> And then back at the rehearsal dinner, the uh, Walt is then introduced. And as the Lord of the house, he has to do the first dance. And so he immediately goes over to Evie and they dance. And then they. We get this weird conversation with Victoria and Oliver where she's like, congratulations. You found the only female left in the Alexander family. Mm-hmm. You've outdone yourself. And it's like this con- this like weird interaction. And he's just like, you know kind of um, whatever, like, I don't know. He's just kind of like, ha ha, you know? And um, yeah. And then they end up going off. Uh, She and Walt go off. We have this very, like very tropey sequence where he just magically has this space there. That's everything she loves with everything she loves. And then as they kiss, there's fireworks. (laughs) Okay. But she does kind of make fun of that because she does. I'm, I'm, this movie is very self-aware. I'm not arguing that at all, but then they kiss it. Then they kiss anyways. He's like, I can turn the fireworks off if you want me to. And she's like, she's kind of like shakes her head no or whatever. No. And then, then think, you see Victoria outside of the window as they're kissing, which is creepy. It is creepy. And we're like, hmm, jealous. What's going to happen? And so that night, I think, is when she has the bad dream of the. Um, it's not a dream. Oh, well, she thinks it's a dream, right? Doesn't she end up thinking it's a dream? At first she does, but there's like, she starts to hear things. Yeah. And sees that's, and then she sees things and there's like. Claws. She sees like. So it's a big canopy bed, right? Yeah. So then whatever she hears or thinks she sees, it appears on the cloth on top of her bed, like pressing down into it. It's clearly not a dream. You can and see their she, creepy hands. Yeah. And she falls out of the bed, gets under it. And then we see the sheet gets pulled up off the side of the bed. And this weird hand comes down. And she gets pulled well, out. She gets yanked bed. back. And it's Walt. Saving the day. Well, it's not Walt, but Walt is magically there. What pulled her from underneath the bed was Oh, yes, yes. Yes, on the not other side. on top of the bed, but yes. No, yes. not on top of the bed. On top of and the bed, he's like, it's okay, it's just me, it's just me. So they have their little whatever moment. They end up in the in the bed just to stay the night because she wants comfort. And it's it's actually kind of beautiful because they, they kind of talk about, she's she asks if he'll stay, and he says yes. And then um, they talk about what they want in life. And he talks about finding somebody that just accepts him and wants to be with him for who he is. And you feel like it's this beautiful, genuine moment. Technically. Technically. Not lying. But if you're in the dating world, ladies, and someone says that, there's a reason. Red flag. Red flag. I just want someone to finally love me for who I am. Okay, psychopath. Like, no. There's a reason. (laughs) So, so he stays. She wakes up. Did you know there was going to be a note? Because I did. Yep, I didn't know there was going to be that. We've seen enough of shit. (laughs) Cute little note. You just look so beautiful sleeping. I'll see you tonight. Whatever. And so, and so then the girls, um, Ruthie and Victoria come rushing in. They're like, oh, it's a spa day. 
for the bridal party. Okay. Yep. And so they go to this thing and these, uh, the other people that are sitting down getting their nails done, like get up and disappear. Victoria strips to nothing and gets in the water. I mean, they're naked under those beautiful robes. I know, but I don't, I don't really, she's like such a fucking predator. Like she's like a shark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that behavior, the swimming and like, it just gave me shark vibes. Anyway, so, um, spoiler alert, it's a shark shape-shifting movie. Um, so anyway, (laughs) so, um, yeah, so then they're, they're getting their nails done. So Lucy and, um, Evie are sitting next to each other and Lucy has given her this whole big thing about getting married. And she's like, oh, don't you want to get married? And then she's like, "Uh you know, and Lucy like looks so brokenhearted and she's like, well, you know, I always wanted like a sister and like she's she's trying to feel out like things from Evie that are going to come into play later on. And so and then there's those those close ups of the nail stuff, the sawing on the nails, the clipping. And Melinda knew this moment was coming. I did not. Part of the trailer, you see that she something happens when they're getting a manicure and she her cuticle gets nipped. And I couldn't remember what part did it. <laughs> So just like I don't do hand injuries, hand and foot injuries. I just don't do them very well. Yeah. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Yes. So. So then um, when she gets nicked, so at the time that this is going on, Evie is kind of arguing back and forth with Victoria, who's like prodding at the fact that Walter's not being honest with her, that he's keeping secrets. He's doing things she doesn't know about. She needs to be asking questions and it's pissing Evie off. So she starts and she's very uh, vocal in general. So she's just kind of saying her own things. And then she gets nicked and she gets up with her finger is bloody. Victoria gets out of the water, approaches and sucks the blood off of her finger and then starts cackling like a witch (laughs) because Evie runs away and, so they're talking about one of the things that Victoria's doing is she's talking about like, don't you wonder what he keeps behind those locked doors? Yeah, the library. Mostly. The library. And she does. So when she's on her way back to her room, goes into the library and she finds background checked on her, the DNA test paperwork, um, social media profile, and she grabs the papers, goes to her room and starts packing her shit because she's gonna leave because she's pissed. And Walt shows up. And then she's like, attack, not attacks him, but verbally is like, you know, what is all of this? And blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm done. And then he's like, don't you think that I would ask, you know, I would want to know what I'm inviting somebody to stay in my home. I would want to know their background. And he convinces her that Oliver gave it to him so that he would know who she was. And he, he's like, but that means nothing because now I know you and, you know, sexy time happens. Like, like you do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I found all of this background information on me in your office. Take clothes off. <laughs> Basically, he I convinces know. her. He convinces her that that doesn't actually mean anything because now he has her. And it it was nothing. And they have sex. And they have this other sweet conversation. About then, being honest. Yep. And then he says, we should get married. And she says, and then they have like a conversation about it. And she's like, we should get married. And she says, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's, oh, he says we should make it a double wedding. We should make it a double wedding. Yes. And she's like, okay. (laughs) You know, and then he gets up to go do whatever it is he's doing. And she's like, I was joking, right? (laughs) And, uh, and he just smiles at her and leaves. Yep. I mean, the smile has worked up to this point, right? It's a really good smile. It's the jaw. It's Jawline for days. He's beautiful teeth. He's very pretty. He he looks like a statue most of the time. Um, um, so then they get ready for the evening. And she has, it's a masquerade party. And she has this, surprise, surprise. She's, there's a dress. He tells her that her dress for the evening is in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. It's stunning. Oh my gosh. It's these like both, I think I made a sound. When she came in the room, I was like, oh. it's, these, it's like these beautiful, like like dark blood red feathers. And and it's only and the, feather, the big feather part only comes up over like one side. And it's yeah. not an arm. I mean an arm. Shit. It's you not know. a strap. It's not a strap. It's like completely strapless. It's stunning. It's absolutely gorgeous. You know what this makes me think of? That meme. Have you seen the meme where it's got the beast from um, 
Beauty and the Beast, and it's like, I'll get that bitch a library. Bitches love libraries. We <laughs> love libraries. Damn. Bitches love nice dresses. <laughs> anyway, that's what it made me think of. Anyway. But I, but I was like, oh, my God, that dress. Mm-hmm. Like, And at this point, Melinda's already yelled at the people in front of us in the theater for being loud. I did. I told them to shut up because there were these teenagers in front of us. And I, I could have said it louder, but I was sort of polite about it. And I said, shut up. <laughs> That's her polite. <laughs> I can't believe that you beat me to it because I'm the one. I like getting people's faces about talking in movie theaters. But they were really obnoxious. And especially because. They were they were quiet enough when the movie was loud, but when the movie wasn't loud, you could hear everything they were saying and doing and giggling, and it was so fucking obnoxious. But anyway, don't do that. If you're listening to this and we pay to go see a movie, fucking if you rude. are going to talk and joke and bullshit, stay the fuck at home. <laughs> yes. Um. So then she gets ready for the evening. Oh my god, that dress is so pretty. It is anyway. gorgeous. And they go. She goes down to the rehearsal center, and it's really kind of creepy. Um, it's like a uh, culty. That was another yeah. thought that went through her mind. Was maybe cult. Cult. So yeah. when she arrives to the rehearsal center, it is like super culty. Like, yeah, they've they, all got their mask on. Yes, <gasps> and they look at her, and the di- and the table is full of all this food. And um, he's at the end, and he's like, ah, she's here, and then invites her down. And then he talks about the family and how their families have been he have have been safe and they've had an arrangement for many years and that they want to continue that arrangement. And they do this, this weird like fingers to the mouth like thing. This is like, when I figured out what it was. Yes. Because he says there's always been three brides. And I was like, he is fucking Dracula. Are you kidding me right now? Like, he says the bit about the three brides. Because this is when she starts, like, realizing, like, this is kind of strange. There's she's no also sitting at the head of the table with him. Yeah, because she asks, where's, where's the, bride the bride and groom? And he doesn't answer. And instead, he announces to the entire table that she has agreed to marry him. Yep. And she and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> this is when shit starts getting real crazy. So then she, um, they bring in the girl, one of the other helpers or the, one of the other servants, mm-hmm. brings her in, slits her throat over a bowl and starts to Central. pour glasses. Mm-hmm. And then gives, um, so Lucy, Victoria, and um, Walt are the ones who receive the first glasses of fresh blood. And you can see as soon as they slit her throat, you can see the other ones, their nails get dark. They have those long, long talons and they're Things present. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, my fuck. And then she quietly stands up from her chair. And tries to leave. <laughs> walks to the door and tries Nothing to quietly open it. And notice. <laughs> and then he gets up and he says, you're embarrassing me. And, um, yeah. It's, uh, this then the bridesmaids. Thing. Yeah. Then they, they, she shows up in the dungeon. Basically, it looks like. And, uh chained to a chair and yep, yep. Victoria and Lucy are there and there's a there's the other one Delia or whatever her name was I can't remember um, yeah, yeah. number two whichever one she was but she was chained up down there and this is the girl that um Evie bumped into at the beginning of the movie so they they weren't like they didn't have like a real bond but they they knew each other there was like something about the fact that she at least knew who she was um, which I think kind of all goes into the whole name thing. So their their names are removed because they're not considered people but at that point. And then, but Evie knew her name, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like a big deal. So anyway, so yeah. And then, so Victoria, um, Lucy tries to be this very warm, like, you'll love it here. You're going to have all this, this great life. You're going to have this power, blah, 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 you know. And then Victoria's like, I don't have time for this shit. And she like yeah. takes her out of the, the the chair thing that she's sitting in and puts her in her coffin and nails it shut. Yeah. And that's also when you find out that Lucy has been around for 100 years. So she is out of the roaring 20s. And Victoria has been around for 500 years. 500 years. Which yeah. is why she is the, the head, the HBIC. Yes. She is. She's been around a lot longer. So she's, and it's interesting because you're seeing the stages because she's in a completely different place with all of this than Lucy is, even though Lucy's been doing it for a hundred. And then of course the newest stage being our character, Evie. Right. But anyway, so yeah. So, and then Evie, um, Evie's coffin gets opened by the head maid. 
who was very connected to Emily, Emmeline, 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 something like that. Who is his great grandmother? Is her great grandmother. So the deal was these three families were granted protection and wealth from Dracula. if as long as a female from each family was one of his brides. So I, I, I keep wanting to call Lucy Abby and I, I think she looks like an Abby. So I keep wanting to call her Abby. Lucy and Victoria are from the other two families. And the reason it was so critical that they found a female Alexander was because the other female Alexander, that was his wife had killed herself. And that's when we realized that that was her great, great grandmother, great, 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 great grandmother. Yeah. And so, um, Edie tries to escape, and she ends up finding her way into this old ice house um, that was pointed out to her that it was an old ice house. Yeah. And that's apparently where they keep the bodies fresh so that they yep. can to feed on them. Yep. And um, while she's hiding in there, the head maid has been killed and, like, lands on top of her, basically. And mm-hmm. there's this whole thing. The, this, uh, the head butler um, tries to catch her, and he's like, I should have killed your great your grandfather whatever because he should have killed the baby the baby yes who ended up being her grandfather whatever because that's she was engaged to walt when she got pregnant with somebody else's baby and they let somebody they let some the other person take the baby and not kill it for whatever reason so the story could happen but um yeah so then she does not escape and she finds her, she wakes up, like finds herself in the library. And that's when Walt tells her who he is. But he never says his name is Dracula. No, he says. No, he says everything else. He says, I've been called Nosferatu. I've been called all these other things. Mm-hmm. And the, I forget exactly what he says that leads up to him almost saying Dracula. And she goes, are you trying to tell me that you're, and he just doesn't acknowledge. Like. But there's already all these other things because there's the three brides, which is a dragon, which is totally a fucking Dracula thing. Um, and then after, so she, um, no, she passes out again. She does. Cause he starts to feed on the, the girl, the, the girl who went in there. She was not killed. She became yeah. like a blood slave basically. Like she was yeah. still in the library. And so then he, he started snacking on her ankle. And so he, he passed out. And then when she wakes up, she's walking down the aisle. Oh, right. we skipped a part. Did we? She gets away the first time, and then she goes into the village that's connected to oh, right. the we house. That part. Um, yeah. So when she so she best the um, the head butler locks him in the icebox room, house cabin shack, and then goes. Um, she goes <laughs> into the town. And she's found, she's banging on the window of this elderly lady that lets her in. And the moment that she says her husband's name, I was like, oh, his name is Jonathan Harker. And I was like, oh my God, that is the protagonist in Dracula. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. I like that. So they, um, she tries, she real, she makes the connection that she's not safe with these people. She tries to fight her way out but the old lady knocks the shit out of her with something oh that's right and then she and says she, don't fuck this up for us she looks down she goes don't fuck this up for us it's like sweet old lady i died i was laughing so hard and so then she wakes up in the library, in the library. and so then yeah the next time she the next time we see her after she's re um re with um with walt in the library she's walking down the aisle Yes, her uncle, great uncle, whatever, is walking her down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And um, because she's already been told when she was in the room with um, Victoria and Lucy, they mm-hmm. told her about, like, that she'll basically become immortal. She'll stop aging, that she'll, when she, she gets all of his power, gets all of his power when she drinks his blood. And then once he drinks her blood, then they're, you know, bound forever. And so she has all these things in her mind. And so part of their ceremony when they've agreed to wed mm-hmm. is then she drinks his blood first and gets all of his power. And um, number two, much. number two is chained up as, as meant to be her first meal. Yes. Yeah. The one that she connected with is chained up at the altar to be her first meal, basically. And you so know then, what? This is what they get for living in the fucking stone ages, all their goddamn candles everywhere. 
So she, um, she turns, she starts to turn. She gets the strength. She goes, I want her next, talking about number two. She goes over and instead freaks out and knocks all of the candles over. And the candles are on giant stakes. Yes. Yes. So she takes that and she stabs Walt. And Victoria and not Abby, Lucy, go over and they're like, oh, my God. Like they're because, you know, it's. If they 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 like him enough to care, I don't really know. It's a weird. I never got the impression that anyone loved anyone. But anyway, so they um. So she sets it shit on fire. She goes out. Um. She, the only way to kill them is to behead, light fire, on fire or stick through the heart. Stick through the heart. Yeah. She missed the heart, but that's okay. Yeah. So she takes number two. They go through the 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 concrete wherever that tunnel thing. They go out into the main part of the house. Victoria has followed them. And Victoria is now fighting Evie. Mm -hmm. And um, this was a weak point for me, which I know Melinda and I talked about. I felt like the girl fight was a little silly because they're fighting with their claws. So it's literally sissy fighting. Like in your head, visualize people doing that slapping thing. And that's what this looked like to me. It was very silly. And then um, number two hits uh, Victoria to try to save Evie. She like laughs and like swats her away like it's nothing. And then that's when she tells Evie, you didn't end him. If you ended him, we wouldn't be here doing this right now, basically. And so they continue to fight. And then Lucy comes in and sticks up for the situation because she's tired of being under Victoria's thumb. She's tired of like, she doesn't agree with the way they do things. She feels bad. So they fight back and forth, back and forth. Again, very silly. And then she ends up pushing Victoria onto a stake that also in then impales her as well. And they both crumble into ash and disintegrate into nothing. And then the head butler comes in. This racist motherfucker. He comes in. I don't. This part didn't really need to happen either, I don't think. But he comes in and they fight too. Well, Evie and um, the Evie head butler. butler fight. Right? What? Yeah, that happens at that point. <laughs> yeah. She, but that's when he says that he should have killed the baby. The baby. Yep. And um, so she kills him. Yep. And, and uh, then <coughs> and then Walt shows up. And one of the weird things is like, so they talk about, they don't talk about that you just become immortal where you are. They say that you stop aging. And so he looks old. Yeah, like it suddenly caught up to him. Yeah. Time after time. Yeah. And so they <laughs> go back and forth. And um, I don't remember everything that was said. But she ends up pushing him into the fire. And then as we watch him burn, her everything starts to change back to normal as a symbol. A sim- 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 symbology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw in that Boondocks reference, um, Boondocks Saints reference. Anyway, so, yeah, so she starts to go back to normal mm-hmm. because now that he's dead, all that's gone. It's done. And then there's this really beautiful shot for my uh, my ready my ready or not fans of her coming out of this beautiful house on fire with mm-hmm. a wedding dress on covered in blood. Yep. Yep. And then, um, then it cuts to a couple weeks, a couple weeks later mm-hmm. and you hear and see Oliver, he's on the phone with somebody talking about, you know, like, no, it's fine. Like she, she doesn't have powers anymore. And he, yeah, walks she's into, just a human. She's just a human. Yeah. yeah. And he walks into his real estate office and, uh, then yeah. you see Evie and I can't remember her best friend's name, Me either. but they're standing there. And they're going to go beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is cute. I like this part. So um, she's like, she's like, she even looks over. She goes, where did you get that bat? She goes, I know. It's ironic, right? Bat vampire. <laughs> Grace. Her friend's name is Grace. There we go. It was, that part was really funny. I laughed a lot. And then that was, um, you know, real credits. The end of the movie. Getting their revenge. Yep. So I think one of the things that I I think some people might have missed is I think that all of the things that don't make sense are not meant to make sense because I think this is a movie 
about vampire movies. Like it's very tropey. It's intentionally tropey in my opinion. I don't feel like it was an accident that it was cheesy. I think that those parts happen on purpose because it is a very, very big nod, very obvious nod to Dracula. And some of the shit in Dracula doesn't make any fucking sense. We love it anyway. It's a classic. Look what it's done for us in the ter- in terms of vampires. But like, it's dumb. Like some parts of it don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it kind of po- pokes fun at that a little bit. But I liked it. I liked that it. I liked the misdirections. The I thought I really, I really fucking thought it was a slasher. But aside from the fact that I'm an idiot, um, the you know the whole like demonic cult thing. Like I was into it. I was like, I like mm-hmm. this. And then I was like, three brides. Oh, hell. I was like, this is a fucking vampire movie. (laughs) Well, and then, like, when the things were happening, I was like, damn, he's, like, he's Satan. He's not who I thought he was. He's not a vampire. He's Satan. (laughs) Because, like, that made sense to me. Yeah, the twins, like, having another house. Nope. Yeah, and I think, like, um... It's a good misdirection. Yeah, and I think it was, that part was done really well. I think the acting, and I think, I think the, I think the weakest points for me were the fighting sequences. I think that we spent a lot of time in these like romantic or spooky situations that these action sequences just didn't quite meet, you know, the bar. And I think those, those reasons and the fact that there's not a lot of depth are why I only gave it a seven, but a seven to me is solid. I give a lot of movies seven, seven is like my middle. I liked this movie. I didn't like everything about it, but I enjoyed it. Like, I think it deserves higher than a fucking 5.4, but but again, people, people don't like horror. Let me, I say people. Horror fans don't like romantic vampires. They get their underwear in a wad about the fact that that there's romanticism and it's if it's too much, Dracula right? Dracula is a romantic vampire. He is, I mean, he wants to kill things. Like, well, it's very bloody and gory. But, I mean, that is who Dracula is. He's a romantic, like, he's a romantic with his brides and the women and draws them in. Yeah, like, like that there is a... Yeah, it's a very romantic side of vampires. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Twilight, although I don't knock Twilight because I like Twilight. Well, Twilight not horror, movies. horror movie, not horror movies. Yeah, but I think people say that they're like Twilight ruined horror vampire movies. Why? No, it's, it's not in the same subgenre or the same genre. Not a it's not a fucking movie. horror movie. <laughs> like, no. Why are you so know. mad? <laughs> um, no, I think I think this was a really fun movie. I loved the nods to Ready or Not. I really because I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I liked it. I thought it was fun. There were some things that definitely could have been better, like you said, the fire, the fighting sequences. Yes. Um, but but other than that, it's it's an aesthetically pleasing movie. The cast looked and sounded great. Like, I I mean, it was just a fun little take on the concept of a vampire movie. I'm not mad at it. No, I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it. I I would recommend it to people. But there's also people I would not recommend it to. Sure. Yeah, you got to know your audience, right? It's also PG-13. And that's not to say that horror movies can't be heavy and dark and crazy if they're PG-13. Um, you know, The Sixth Sense was PG-13. That's a pretty dark one. Jaws was PG-13. Like, I think that, or Jaws may have been PG. Either way. I can't fucking remember. Um, y'all know how much shit I watch? Anyway, so, but my point in saying that is there are there are, are horror fans that, like, legitimately don't like horror that's not rated R. They don't want to see horror. That's, and that's a fair assessment because that typically means it is going to be more often than not, on the lighter side. And if you're not into that, you're not into that. But I think this was a well-done movie. I liked it a lot. It was fun, um, engaging, beautifully shot. I didn't have any qualms with it like that. A um, few technical things. Like I said, the fights I could have done without. Um, and it was really the things at the end. Yeah. Just a couple of things at the end. The rest of it. Because originally, like I was saying, like a seven and a half. But yeah. just those couple of things, it could have just been yeah, a little better at the end. I agree. But to get through an entire movie and you just have a couple of problems at the end, that's, not that's pretty good. Yeah. And I wonder if the phone call at the end is that weird possibility of another one. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Because she kind of takes on this like Van Helsing kind of thing, right? She's like, oh, we're going to hunt these has puppies. A suit at the end. And her hair's all short. <laughs> yeah. like. Um, so I, I don't know that with the ratings being what they are, that it will get a sequel. But, you know. I think that I think it was ambiguous enough that there could be. 
Maybe. If there's other um, families or other, you know, that do this shit. Could be. But anyway, that's my thoughts on, or that's our thoughts on um, like the invitation, it. 2022. Specifically. <laughs> Specifically. Specifically. Um, yeah, if you've gotten this far and you haven't seen the movie, I... Uh, <laughs> you should still go see it. Still go see it. It's good. Yeah, um, I'm things we left out. <laughs> I'm assuming by Halloween this will be on a streaming service. I'm assuming by October it will be. It Movies are not staying in theaters as long as they normally do, so I'm assuming it's going to go to something. I'm going to assume it's going to be like Hulu or um, maybe Netflix. Probably not Shutter though. I would not assume this would go to Shutter. Probably not Shutter, but I was thinking maybe like Paramount or Peacock. Sure. Which is where Halloween ends is going to be. I'm still going to see it in theaters because, but anyway. So yeah, so that's our thoughts on The Invitation. Highly recommend. It was a fun movie. I don't think you should go into it with, um, you know, a really high bar of uh, in-depth psychological crazy horror. Because that it is not. It is a <laughs> romantic trope movie about vampires. That's what it is. So that's all I had for this one. Um, no Sunday episode this week. Uh, no Monday. Yes. Is there a Monday episode? One week isn't. No, there's no Monday episode. Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I'm talking, uh, horror tropes, um, that we love and horror tropes that we don't love with Brandon Applegate and also promoting his anthology that he is working on. That will be my next Tuesday video. The following Friday is found footage. I believe that will be with, uh, Tom and I discussing Bad Ben and if you didn't watch it, yesterday's episode of Found Footage, we talk about the Andy Baker tape from 2021. Can't wait for you guys to hear our thoughts on that one. Uh, anyway, that's all I have for this one. Thank you guys so much for checking out another Saturday Horror Movie Review. I think next Saturday I'm doing Watcher with JR from Horror Fiend TV, which is a Shutter exclusive with that really cute girl from uh, It Follows. So anyway, that's all I have. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great week coming up, and we'll see you in the next one. Say bye, Melinda. Bye, Melinda.